Everybody suffers, so how can I pray for you? Welcome to the EverybodySuffers.com podcast. I'm Carl Brown. My hope is that through this podcast, I can help you make sense out of suffering so that either you experience consolation or so that you can share consolation with others. And the podcast is sponsored by Our Lady of Kibeho. Kibeho, Rwanda was the site of the most recent major church-approved apparition of Our Blessed Mother. She warned us of the Rwandan genocide of 1994, and she reintroduced the Seven Sorrows Rosary, and she gave this warning more than 10 years before the genocide, which she confirmed by predicting the death and resurrection of three visionaries in Rwanda. And the warning she gave the people of Rwanda, she specifically said it was not just for Rwanda, but a warning for the whole world. So what will you do now? Will you pray the rosary every day as she asked, or will you one day regret not having done enough to prevent what she warned us about? So, today's episode, I th- I sort of think that this is the episode that if I could get everyone in the U.S. to listen to, it would be this. And it's it's about Luke chapter 16, uh, the the story of Lazarus and the rich man. And just for reminder, I'm just going to read that. So here we go. This is from Luke 16, verses 19 to 31. There was a rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and who feasted sumptuously every day. At his gate was laid a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who desired to be fed with what fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, even the dogs came and licked his sores. The poor man died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried, and in Hades, being in torment, He lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side. And he called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Send Lazarus to dip the end of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in anguish in this flame. But Abraham said, Child, remember that you in your lifetime received your good things and Lazarus in like manner bad things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in anguish. And besides all this, between us and you, a great chasm has been fixed, so that those who would pass from here to you may not be able, and none may cross from there to us. And he said, Then I beg you, Father, to send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, so that he may warn them, lest they also come into this place of torment. But Abraham said, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, No, Father Abraham, but if someone someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. He said to him, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced if someone should rise from the dead. Okay, that is the gospel passage. And 
There's just so much in this passage to unpack. I mean, there's there's the man, the rich man, calling Abraham father. There's um, the, the question as to whether or not Abraham was able to raise that Lazarus from the dead because Abraham didn't say, I can't even do that. What are you, why are you asking me? And then there's the question of, did Abraham or did God raise Lazarus from the dead? Because though this is the Gospel of Luke, in the Gospel of John, Jesus does raise a man named Lazarus from the dead. But there's a lot in the text of the story. But this is the EverybodySuffers.com podcast. So... What does this have to do with suffering? What does this have to do with the seven sorrows? What does this have to do with Our Lady of Kibeho? Well, first of all, there's, there's a great consolation in this, in this passage because Abraham says, uh, Child, remember that you in your lifetime received your good things and Lazarus in like manner bad things, but now he is comforted here and you are in anguish. And... I think about this as what what I call the great crossover because because the the rich man is now begging Lazarus was the beggar but now the rich man is begging so the roles have reversed and the reason I share that in the context of suffering is because if you are suffering understand that there that there will be a, um, a switch. <laughs> There'll be a crossover, and there will be a time where you'll be able to be comforted, and that this suffering in this time is just temporary, and the the, the comfort, the um, the riches of paradise, last forever. So there is a message of consolation there, but there's so much more. <laughs> and let's let's just take a look at this this man this rich man he he's motivated by some charity he's got some hope he's thinking about his five brothers so i mean i can't really continue without throwing in there the opinion that that the rich man is not in hell but he's in purgatory in other words, there will be an end to his suffering. And why do I say that? Because he has hope and because he has love for his brothers. And also because Abraham, and I just don't think there's either of those two things in hell. And the other thing is that Abraham said there's a great chasm. Uh, why would there need to be a chasm between heaven and hell? Why would anyone in heaven want to go to hell? And the people who are in hell are there precisely because that's where they want to be. They don't want to be in the presence of God. They're trying to escape the presence of God. So so it seems to me that they are in purgatory. They're in a temporary place of punishment. Now, that's sort of immaterial to what I'm sharing next, but this is so important. Please stick with me because 
the rich man is asking. He's, he's recognizing the need to go help these people who are still on earth. And he's, he's the beggar. He's the one who's saying, please do something for these people who are back on earth. He's, and he's, who, who's he asking? He's asking Abraham and he's calling him father. He calls him father twice. And Abraham, as I said, doesn't say, I can't do that. So can he do it? Does he have the power to do it? No, he does not. But what does he have? He has intercessory power. He has the ability to go and ask God for something. And if he were to take the rich man's prayers to God, then he would be a broker. He would be a mediator. And as I said, chances are pretty good that this Lazarus guy did come back from the dead. And and one of the clues for that is that Jesus doesn't say, here's a parable. He just says, there was a rich man. And Luke does not say, here's a parable. So is it possible that this is an actual story? Well, even if it's not, let's continue to look at this because we've got the rich man who's now the beggar and we've got Father Abraham who is the broker. And what is the rich man asking? He's asking to send Lazarus back. So if Lazarus were to be asked to go back and if he said, yes, I'll do it, And if he took this message of conversion to the rich man's five brothers, then he would be a messenger. He would be a beacon. So we have these three roles, the beggar, the broker, and the beacon, or the mendicant, the messenger, uh, the the mendicant, the mediator, and the messenger. And, And if all three of those men cooperated together, for the benefit of these five brothers, then all of them would be have, would express some level of love, some level of charity for the souls of these five brothers. And who would have the greatest love there? The one who sacrifices the most. The one who says, I'm in heaven, but I'm willing to go back down to earth. And that would be Lazarus. But here's my point, and this ties it back to Our Lady of Kibeho, because Mary is all three, she plays all three roles. She is the one who is motivated by her love for us to come to Kibeho and warn us. She is the one who comes to Fatima to warn us. But she's also apparently, the broker. She's the one who's asking God for this. She's not asking Abraham. And third, she's the messenger. So she's she's playing all three roles. So if there's any love in the heart of this rich man, and I think there is because he's he cares about his five brothers, and if there's any love in Abraham's heart, and I think there is, and if there's any love in in Lazarus's heart, if he were to say, yes, I'll go back, <clears throat> then the, the love of all three of them together can't 
equal the love that the Blessed Mother has for you because she continues to come back from the afterlife to warn us. And that's not even the most important message here in this, in this story. It is an important message that Mary has a great love for us. But what's more important, what's more important than that is that what, what, the, uh, what Abraham says. Abraham says, they have Moses and the prophets. And the rich man says, no, Father Abraham, but if, they, but if someone should come back from the dead, they will repent. Okay, so, so Abraham is saying, we don't need to do something extraordinary like send someone back from the dead because the people on earth have Moses and the prophets. And the, the rich man is just saying, well, okay, but let's forget all that and say what we really need is to send someone back from the dead. But then Abraham says, if they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced if someone should rise from the dead. Now, if, if Mary is taking the place of the rich man in caring for us, and if Mary is taking the place of Abraham in taking prayers to God and saying, let, me, let, let there be a warning for people on earth, and if Mary is the, the messenger who's, who's coming back from the afterlife, then who are the people who Abraham is talking about? If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced if someone shall rise from the dead. And the answer is us. So this is a weird construction. If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced if someone should rise from the dead. It's a weird construction because it's, it's, some, it's defining a doer by the deeds, right? So we might typically say... Um, they won't be convinced if someone comes back from the dead if they don't listen to Moses and the prophets. But the definition of whether or not someone will be convinced is whether or not they listen to Moses and the prophets. And let's, let's put this another way. Jesus says, those who hear my words and don't do them are, are the fool is the one who hears my words and, and doesn't do them. In Psalms, Psalm 14, the fool says in his heart, there is no God. In Proverbs 9, it says, reprove a wise man and he will love you. And, and, and all three of those have that construction of like what uh, Abraham is saying here. The construction is kind of reverse of what we say. So in other words, we would say, if you reprove someone and they love you, then they're wise. But... Solomon says in Proverbs, reprove a wise man and he will love you. And that doesn't mean that if you have to find the wise man in order to reprove him, to, find, to, get, to have him love you. The, what the message there is that by reproving someone and seeing if they love you, you'll know if they're wise. So let's go back to what Abraham says. He says that if they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they listen if someone should come back from the dead. So what he's saying is, here's how we can tell if someone is, is listening to Moses and the prophets. Because you might say, I'm a Christian, I'm listening to a podcast. Okay, but that's not the measure. 
The measure is, will you be convinced if someone should rise from the dead? And obviously, Luke is telling us this in reference to Jesus coming back from the dead. Because he's comparing Jesus and then Moses and the prophets, and Jesus came back from the dead. But there's also another layer here that Lazarus came back from the dead in the Gospel of John. But as you're listening to this podcast, realize that the person in our time who has come back from the dead is Mary, the mother of God. And I'm not saying, I'm not trying to argue whether or not she died or whether or not at the end of her earthly life she was assumed into heaven. She's come back from heaven. She's come back from the afterlife. She continues to come back. Will you be convinced? So if you're listening to my voice, then you probably believe in Moses and the prophets. But will you be convinced if someone should, be, should, come, should rise from the dead? Will you be convinced if someone comes back from the afterlife? Because that's what Mary does in Kibeho, in Akita, Japan in 1973, in Fatima in 1917, it, with Our Lady of Guadalupe, the message there in 1531. Will you be convinced should someone come, um, come back from the dead? And yes, that pertains to Mary, the mother of God. But in Kibeho, in Rwanda, three of the visionaries predicted their own death and resurrection. They died and were brought back from the dead. So will you listen to that? That's the urgency of this, of the message of Our Lady of Kibeho. That's the message that we have to share with people today. People hear this story and they ignore it. Then, according to Father Abraham, they, they're not listening to Moses and the prophets either. So as you hear my voice, you, I'm, I'm, I'm just begging everybody, pray the seven stars rosary. Recognize and accept and share the message of Our Lady of Kibeho. That's a measure of our love. That's a measure of love. Do we love our five brothers and sisters, so to speak? Are we willing to take the initiative to tell other people? Because so many people, I tell them about Our Lady of Kibeho, and they say, how come I've never heard this before? And if you've ever thought that, especially because three of the visionaries predicted their own death and resurrection, if you have thought that, how come I've never heard this before? Then implied in your question is the expectation that someone who has heard this would share it with others. So that's our mission. That's what we have to do. We have to share this with others. Thank you for joining me in this podcast today. Through Mary's intercession, we can experience peace in our families, find insight from the Holy Spirit, experience consolation. Um, we can find Mary to be with us in our sorrows, in our, in our work. We can receive answers to our prayers, experience protection from the enemy of our souls, and experience Mary's assistance at the hour of our death. I'm Carl Brown, and this is the EverybodySuffers.com podcast. Because the reality is everybody suffers, so how can I pray for you? You can email me your prayer requests at carl at everybodysuffers.com. And our family prays for everyone who hears this podcast, and it comes to our conferences every night. 
Also, podcast statistics are hard to come by, so if this podcast episode was helpful to you, please let me know. My hope is that through this podcast, I can help you make sense out of suffering so that either you experience consolation or so that you can share consolation with others. Have a great day. God bless you.